In the summer of 2015, I was given a great privilege to be able uh, to spend seven weeks in Colombia and South America trying to learn Spanish. Emphasis on try. And I, was, we, I stayed in this little town called Villa de Leva. It was in the mountains in Colombia. And in order to get there, we had to drive about three, three and a half hours or so from the capital of Bogota. And as we were getting ready to make the drive, the priest who was driving us in this van told us, he said, there, there's construction on a bridge, so we're going to have to kind of take some back roads a little bit. And some of them might not be that good. And I thought to myself, come on, I've driven in Illinois. I mean, those roads are terrible. This, this, can't, be, this can't be too bad. Well, they were the worst roads I've ever been on in my life. And this van probably had zero suspension. To top it off, we were at least a mile above sea level, and we were a little nervous about drinking the local water, so we were very dehydrated. And by the end of that three-and-a-half-hour drive, I felt like I had done 15 rounds against George Foreman. I felt horrible. I felt beat up by this terrible terrain that we had driven on for over three hours. And in that moment, I finally knew what John the Baptist and Elijah meant in the readings we just heard, how we are called to make straight a highway for our God. Because it is much harder to get somewhere if the road to get there is treacherous or difficult. Our readings implore us to make the crooked way straight. The rugged land shall be made a plain, the rough country a broad valley. Now Isaiah and John the Baptist weren't making a point about infrastructure. They were describing what needs to happen in order for us to be truly prepared, to be truly ready and receptive to the coming of Christ, to the coming of the Messiah. So if the command to prepare is directed toward us, brothers and sisters, then the preparation has to happen within us as well. John the Baptist preached a, a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. We know that this is different than Jesus' baptism. Even John drew, made that distinction at the end of the gospel we just heard. I am baptizing you with water. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with power. And even the words that Mark uses to describe that baptism. Again, John's was for repentance. Christ's was for the forgiveness of sins. Again, a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. For the sake of. Forgiveness of sins. John's baptism existed to prepare people for Jesus' baptism. John's baptism could only call people to repentance, call them to conversion. The forgiveness of sins would happen with Christ. And John's baptism prepared the people for Jesus' baptism later on. John's very mission as the forerunner was to preach repentance for the sake of what would come later. For the sake of forgiveness of sins and salvation. And so repentance is the introduction, if you will, to Jesus' coming. It is the first thing that must take place if we are to be prepared. It's the opening act. And so it would make sense that a message of repentance would precede the coming of the Messiah. Because how can God enter into humanity if humanity doesn't want him there? And how can God make inroads to our hearts if we make it difficult for him to reach us? Repentance must come first if we are to be truly prepared. 
And so if we want to make a home, if we want Christ to make a home within us this Christmas, then we must begin by atoning for our wrongs. If we want to make straight a highway for our God, then we have to remove the sin that clings to our souls. Because Jesus wants us to be prepared, and by being that, he wants us to sort of already be moving in his direction, to have a little forward momentum towards him, to have the ball already rolling a little bit. And so just like John the Baptist preparing the people of his day for the coming of the Messiah, Holy Mother Church in her wisdom encourages us during this Advent season to take the most concrete step we can to prepare And that is the sacrament of reconciliation. As we know, Advent is one of those typical times that we make for confession along with the season of Lent. And the goal of Advent, again, is to make a highway for Christ in our hearts and souls. And therefore, we need to remove that which hinders the progress that Christ seeks to make within us. If God is to dwell in our souls, then we ought to make it easy for him to get there and not have anything in his way. And sure, we are reminded of this each and every Advent, but if we're honest with ourselves, it should be more frequent than just Advent or just a couple of times a year that we think about this reality. Because we know that sin is a constant battle for us each and every day. Every one of us fights against sinful habits and struggles against them. Sin is constantly throwing roadblocks in the path between us and God. And if we only do road work once a year, then we're probably not going to make a lot of progress in the long run. This needs to be a regular thing that we think about and then make confession a regular thing. And it's something I think that we should think about each and every week that we come here and gather for Holy Mass. Because if we think about it, when we receive Jesus in communion, that is him coming into our hearts, into our souls, very similar to him coming and entering into the world at Christmas. And if we are to receive the body and blood of Jesus Christ, our Lord, then we need to ask ourselves, am I ready? Is my soul ready? If we examine ourselves and find some rough country, we find some roadblocks and bad terrain in our souls, then we probably need the sacrament of reconciliation. It's why the church teaches that if we, if we have mortal sin on our souls, then we need to go to confession first in order to receive Jesus. Again, not unlike John the Baptist calling the people of his day to repentance first before Jesus would come. Again, the church implores us to take this step before our Lord comes to us, before receiving him in Holy Communion. Again, or else in humility, then we probably shouldn't receive on that given day. That's not because there should be a litmus test as we approach Holy Communion. The church wants us to receive Jesus worthily and well, to receive him with hearts that are truly prepared. We want the Eucharist to bear fruit within us. Again, John didn't have a litmus test of who could be baptized and who could go to Jesus. Our Lord accepted everyone who came to him. But John the Baptist wanted the people to be ready for him when he came. And the church wants us to be ready for when Jesus comes to us too. So I want to encourage everyone to ask ourselves that question each and every time we gather for Holy Mass and encourage you to go to confession during this holy season of Advent, especially if it's been a while. There is no sin that our Lord cannot forgive 
if we are not truly sorry for it. And I can assure you that anything you tell me in the confessional, I have heard it before. And I will not remember it. I promise you that. There are a few things more gratifying as a priest than to give the mercy and compassion of God our Father. Because confession tears down and makes low the mountains of our pride, fills our valleys with virtue, and transforms hearts of stone into hearts of flesh. It makes a highway for God inside of our hearts. So, we, so may we make great use of this sacrament of reconciliation, not just in Advent, but also throughout the year, that we may prepare the way for the Lord in our own hearts when he comes to meet us.